We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 83. Blair's going to bore you to death. (laughs) Oh, I don't plan to bore you to death, but we're talking today about accounting tasks. So when I say accounting tasks, I'm referring to an episode we did with Matt Ramazzi from Catforge, which was episode 73, uh, 10 episodes ago. So if you haven't heard that one, good to go back and have a quick listen. Uh, This one really want to touch on these six accounting tasks which you kind of need to be doing in your business from day one and it's just going to ensure that you're compliant your business is being tracked correctly and you're paying your taxes and all the rest of it so have a listen to these ones and um, we'll actually put a post on our uh, website emilyandblair.com with these sort of explain in a bit more detail um, on a post that Matt wrote for us. So you can check that out when that turns up and we'll notify you on our social media and things, as we always do. So the first one you want to do when you're starting out is you need to open a business bank account. Okay, now that might sound obvious, but a lot of people actually just rely on their own personal account um, or a, you know, a savings account that they've got under their personal name. Okay, so the reason why you want to do a business one is because it completely separates your business finances from your own personal ones. And that's quite important, especially if you're going to get audited, which sometimes, you know, sometimes we do the old IRS um, or whatever tax agency you've got in your country um, do tend to audit people from time to time. So I would suggest opening a checking account and a savings account, and you can therefore split you know, if you've got a certain amount of profit left over at the end of a month, you can move that profit from your checking account over to your savings. Um, and that way you build up some um, residual funds for, um, you know, if you want to do a, a project on your business or, you know, spend some money on growth or whatever. So when you're doing this business bank account, there's some really good online options now. So software like Wise, so Wise.com would be one I would recommend. We use it. Uh, it's basically fully online. Um, you can set up an account. You don't have to go and talk to anyone or anything like that. It's fully online. So, um, but, you know, they offer credit cards and things as well. So well worth looking into. And that brings me to my next point. Get a separate credit card for your business. Okay. So the point of that is that when you have to reconcile your transactions at the end of each month or whatever period you do that on, you know, you need to know what your business is spending without having to go through line by line and separate out your personal expenses from your business ones. And the the other thing is you might not be able to get a business credit card from the get-go uh, because sometimes they don't give credit cards out to new businesses. So what you want to do is you might be able to get yourself another personal one, which is um, you know just as good as, as a business one to get you up and running. So the third point is get your bookkeeping set up. So from day one, you're going to have costs relating to your business, which are deductible against your profits. So you want to be recording them immediately. And online programs like QuickBooks and Xero can handle this sort of thing for you. And if you, re- if you, if you really don't want to rely on that whole 
electronic or online form of, of accounting, then you can actually use companies like CapForge or Bench. Uh, you know, they're really good options for having some personal touch, you know, if you need to talk to someone about stuff, but also having a component of, of online stuff as well, because they, they do both. Uh, number four would be to get your local licenses in order. Okay, so sometimes this can be simple or sometimes it can be a bit of a nightmare. But for most businesses, you're going to have to have a local business license, even if you work from home. So you need to check out what local area, city or state you're in, and you'll be able to get some, you know, some help or some guidance from them uh, about what you need to do in terms of your local license. The other thing and step number five is you need to register for sales tax or a seller's permit, okay? So again, these differ state by state. Um, but basically, sometimes states collect sales tax for items that you're selling to the general public in within that state. So it depends on where you're selling from and who you're selling to. So you want to avoid penalties and problems. So you need to know what your obligations are pretty much before you start selling. Now, some of the platforms that we sell on, like Amazon and eBay, they'll do that collecting for you. So that's a real benefit of setting up with Amazon or eBay because you don't have to worry about that. They take the tax from your sales before they pay you. But then, you know, on the opposite side of that, Shopify and Wix, et cetera, they don't do that. So you will then need to, you know, if you've got a Shopify e-commerce store, you are going to need to sort out your taxes and, and collect and pay those. Okay, so the final point, number six, is tracking your progress. Okay, so every month there's some things you need to do, and we've touched a little bit on this recently, but I just want to reiterate some of these points, and there's basically five of them. So revenue growth, you want to know how much in total sales you're doing each month and compare it to last month, and is it growing, or is it stagnant, or is it even worse going down? So you want to track that and keep an eye, because if it's going down, you need to do things to rectify it. Okay, then you want to look at profit as a percentage of your income. So how much is the business actually making? And so, you know, if it's still losing money, is it losing less and less on track towards profitability? And that might be a reality in the beginning. You might have some months where you're losing money and, and, and not being profitable. But if it's if it's getting less and less, you're, you're sort of on track to, to be profitable, then that's not so much of a worry. But you definitely want to track that. Uh, third one is to the cost to acquire a customer. So you want to track how much it's costing you per customer to get that customer. And you don't want to see that cost going up, especially if your profits are, you know, if you're stable, but your costs are going up, that's, that's not good. So again, track that. You want to look at value per customer. So how much is each customer worth? You know, are they buying one item or do they return? And there's things that you can add on and, and sell to them time and time again. So again, have a look at that point. Okay, and the final thing is the cost of the goods sold is a percentage of income, okay? So if you sell physical goods, are you keeping an eye on the profit cost versus the price you're charging? Especially important, we talked about this last time with the cost of shipping going all over the show at the moment. You want to keep a tight look at your expenses and make sure that what you're actually pricing your product for is going to be profitable. All right, so that's a very quick wrap-up of the six easy accounting tasks that Matt Ramazzi talked about to us. And, and have a look at episode 73 to see some more stuff about accounting. You want to get this stuff set up from the beginning. They're not 
super time consuming, but they're very important. So get stuck into that and then you'll make sure that your business is legal and profitable. Emily, I hope are you awake still. <laughs> oh, just about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blair. Right, I'm going to talk to you about trying to get some more exercise into your routine or start exercising if you're not already and just why it's really important uh, to do that. So last week we had a look at how to reflect and how, the importance of reflecting. So uh, what I'd like you to do is start by uh, writing down what exercise you already do in your routine. And if you think, oh, God, I really don't do anything, then actually, really, if you think about it, you probably do more than you think you do. Because exercise isn't just exercise when you specifically go and do something that you feel is is physical exercise. Other things are included in that, you know. If you have a watch that tracks your steps, you'll you'll see that actually you'd probably be doing a lot of steps per day, even just walking around your office. Or if you're at home doing the housework and things like that. So all those things are included. So just write a list of all the things that you do on a daily basis that could be classed as um, a form of exercise. Now, getting started into getting more exercise into your routine. Once you've had a look at your list of what you already do, is there a way of fitting some more into that? And if you've been active for a long time, you might want to just start with um, small sessions, 10 to 15 minutes to start off with. And then each session, just increasing that by five minutes until you start to get to around 20 to 30 minutes per day, which is the optimum really is what you should be doing. If you're starting out from scratch or you're slightly overweight, you want to be thinking about doing exercises that aren't stressful on your joints. Things like walking, swimming is a really good one, and other sort of water exercises are really, really good to start off with before you get, say, into the gym or you start running because it's really important to be looking after your joints in the long term. So key things. Firstly, just start slowly and build it up gradually. Give yourself plenty of time to warm up and cool down after your exercise. Otherwise, you'll start to feel achy and tired. Another tip is break things up. Just doing small chunks of exercise is really, really good. Be creative about what you can do. As I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, what you usually think of exercise. It could be making doing laps of your office or doing some housework. Listen to your body as well is really important. What is it that you, your body is needing and feeling like? And be flexible. Don't necessarily put one thing into your tune and you have to do it specifically then that day. If you're not feeling it like it at that point, don't do it because you won't get the, the benefit out of it. Wait and do it when you feel ready. Also really important, don't compare yourself to others. I think that's what a lot of people do. You know, you, you might not have got started on any exercise and you're really worried about going out and people seeing you and you're not being, you know, looking your best or whatever. Um, and not being as good as other people but you really need to just focus on yourself what you're doing is right and you stick to that it's also good to find an exercise partner sometimes working out with friends can really help you uh, I know Blair he meets up with a friend uh, once a week to go for a run I mean Blair's pretty good at doing his exercise routinely but I know his friend wouldn't do it if Blair didn't meet up with him to do it the way we got into um, getting exercise into our routine, um, well, we actually got a dog <laughs> and that really helps us because it forces you to go out for a walk. We'd always do a bit of exercise in the mornings, but we now actually exercise as well in the afternoons because when you've got something else like a dog, you've, it forces you to go and do it. And sometimes we're sat on the sofa thinking, oh, 
really don't want to go. Mm. But we find that actually it's a really good end to our day and we always feel refreshed and ready for the evening. Yeah, I think it's it's um, a good thing to try and tie it into your lifestyle, like what we did with the dog. And I mean, that's that's sort of one of the things you've got to look at is is what's going to work for you and how's it going to work within your weekly time frame. So if it means stopping work half an hour early so you can have that exercise slot, then, you know, so be it. That's the sort of the commitment you have to make and the uh, regularity that you have to make to it and that's that's what we do with the dog you know we're, we've got a time that we sort of finish up in the afternoon to take her for a walk um, and we always make sure that we you know take her for we take her for two walks a day so early in the morning we'll get up and, and do the same so it's about setting your own schedule that suits you and setting realistic goals for your exercise as well so don't as Emily said don't overdo it in the beginning because you'll likely get uh, fatigued and potentially an injury and then just slowly work your way up and you know before you know it you'll be feeling fit and healthy. Well that's good Emily so one thing that we did want to touch on at the end of this one was that we haven't really asked you guys for any of your questions and any of your pain points and and things that you're stuck on so we're going to mention this at the end of each episode from now on. If you've got something that is a bother to you or you don't know how to do it or you want us to talk about on a podcast episode. Yeah, or you've heard us talk about something but you needed something clarifying. More clarity, yep. Any of that sort of stuff, feel free to flick us an email. So you can send an email to me at Blair, B-L-A-I-R, at emilyandblair.com or emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at emilyandblair.com and we will get back to you and also we'll include your question and an answer in one of the episodes that we've got coming up so feel free to touch base with us and yeah we'd love to have a chat and that's all we've got time for in episode 83 we'll see you in the next one any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.